Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. Huh. That's weird. I, you know, I was coming in the lobby and I could have sworn I just saw Jim Carrey. But it, it, it's one of those really? things that didn't really look like him, but it kind of did. And I didn't want to yeah. stare, you know? I, <sighs> there was this guy that walked past me that said he needed to go to the Finger Lakes, but I didn't know if that was him or not. That, he, he was saying a... something about the Finger Lakes. He was like, he was talking to somebody else, and I just kind of overheard. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go up and interrupt, right? But he was saying <laughs> something about the Finger Lakes and his family, and like, he, but th- I don't know. It was, it was weird, yeah. It's weird. You saw the same guy, huh? Yeah, I kind of look like Jim Carrey, but also like I was like, nah. You know, it's just like that episode of The Office where Jim Carrey was. You know what? That might have been the Finger Lakes guy. Oh, that might yeah, have been Jim Carrey. Lakes. Huh. All right. Enough talking about the rejects. Let's uh, let's talk about the who who do you really like? <laughs> Isn't that what she says when they're or not rejects, but like when, when they're describing the Finger oh, Lakes? Yeah. They're like Finger Lakes guy is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, it's fun to talk about the rejects, but who do you really like? Well, Finger Lakes guy is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes. I actually, when he said that, I got excited because I was like, well, maybe we'll see him for more than like half a second. You know, <laughs> yeah. like maybe he actually will be the boss. Like that would have been interesting if they went that direction. Yeah, yeah. And in, in this episode, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna touch on just a couple of these um, these guest stars that graced the screen of the office for a, a brief time and um you know i think yeah we're gonna rank our top 10 favorite ones um but before we get through that uh we you know we've sort of compared and we just want to throw some shout outs to some honorable mentions that do not show up on our on our lists but they were great and jim carrey is one of them so honorable mention thank you jim carrey for being that finger lakes guy very briefly yeah, thanks. Also, Ray Romano, same episode, um, funny little appearance, you know, not you much else. You got your and your jerk wads. And... <laughs> Between the wads and the offs, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, funny little, funny little bit, but uh, kind of also just a little bit of just, that seems like Ray being Ray, you know. <laughs> right, especially uh, old, older Ray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another really brief one that was kind of fun was Joan Cusack as Aaron's mom, birth mother. Um, yeah. That was that was a cute little moment. Um, and then, lastly, from the honorable mentions, the wonderful Cloris Leachman and uh, and Jessica Alba. Of course, they're yeah. appearing with Jack Black in that episode uh, with the movie within the show. But uh, but uh, yeah. spoilers: Jack Black makes the list. So um, yeah. I have a I have a good list of like seven or eight I think that are honorable mentions that uh, that maybe we don't we didn't remember uh, to uh, that we just kind of like you know they kind of go by so fast like uh, Warren Buffett as the guy who's uh, wondering if if they're gonna pay for uh, mm. you know the the mileage or, or if, you know <laughs> gas ain't cheap yeah yeah that's another great <laughs> that's another great one that didn't make our lists but he's uh, a yeah. the blink and you'll miss it kind of. Yeah. cameo there yeah and um uh, will arnett you know he was in there this part of the interviews yeah that's right 
But I think the maybe the one last honorable mention might be he's the guy who voiced Homer Simpson, and he was like, it's like Dan Castellaneta or something like that. Uh, he was the guy who Andy, you know, when Andy goes to steal the big client, uh, big red paper company. Oh, okay. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, what? what is it? I don't know, but he's like the one who's like, is it is someone here to see me? It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> oh, this <yeah>. man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> um, I love that and, scene. Um, uh, well, oh Clay Aiken, obviously in the ninth season. Um, oh yeah, because oh yeah, because of the baby Wawa thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about those. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne as Carla Fern, uh, Andy's agent. Oh my gosh, I forgot so many of these. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Wow. It's like uh, Conan in the background. That's actually oh. him. Oh yeah, that's right. In the second, uh, the Valentine's Day episode where Michael's yeah. in New York, um, uh, Mara Tierney, Tierney, I always get her name wrong, uh, as Robert California's wife, mm. ex-wife. That's know. right. Yeah, Mrs. California. All right, I think we're set on our honorable honorable mentions. mentions. Everybody gets a little shout out, and if we missed you, um, you know Dakota Johnson, it's because we don't care about you. Um, <laughs> no, we talked about you in on a previous episode and we just talked about you just a few seconds yeah. ago. So just, okay. yeah, literally just now I said your name. Um, there we go. That's your shout out. Number 10. Numero this. The lizard King. <laughs> also known even as know my real name. <laughs> Bob Kazimakis. Yep. James Bob, Bob Kazimakis. Uh, Ultron. My number 10 is James Spader. Your number 10 is James Spader. I think this is the only one where we share, we have the yeah. same like person in the same spot. Um, yep. You know, he's he's got the longest running stint as a guest star, I think. Um, yep. He's in the most episodes in, in terms of all these people, and he's got a lot of great moments, but I think, you know, it. we could just sum it up by saying... Um, you know, the Oreos haven't really changed much, have they? <laughs> so, yeah, the sometimes he's... the flowers arrange themselves. Too. <laughs> 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 yeah, like I'd say, half of his lines in this season are 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 suppo- are like intentionally very confusing. You're not supposed to understand half of what he says. I think mm. you know, like he's supposed to be. Because it's like he comes off as philosophical and really like he's un- like he's very smart, but then like when you really think about it, you're just like, even Jim sometimes will look at the camera and be like, "All right, well, not, come on, I don't I don't know if that's a, that's not a thing," you know. He just the way he <laughs> yeah. speaks is so whatever. It's so like, um, you know, it, it just gets under your skin that like it doesn't matter what he says. It's like that that tale the story of like the baby. You know, say, I'm fine, bitch. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> that whole story is just like, what? But, like, it's just the way he tells it and stuff. And that's kind of how he gets everything. Even, like, when he talks to David David Wallace and he's like, he's going to help these young underprivileged uh, women in uh, in the Philippines. It's just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's just like, the how way are you buying talks. that? Yeah, yeah. It's not what he says. It's how he says things. And uh, do you want the analogy about sex or or? Or animals or something. Oh, <laughs> animals, please. Well, when animals have sex, Jim. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great uh, guest star. You know, he's he just 
you know, some people hate the character. Uh, I'm not one of them. I enjoy it. Well, yeah. Apparently, he on set he was one of he was not a good fun person to be around. You know, he he wasn't like, hey, let's all play around. And he was very serious. You know, about the yeah. It's like it's like if uh, like if Marlon Brando was on set. That's kind of what I feel like it would be like. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he's more of a you know a traditional actor who like. He doesn't want bloopers. He wants like like when you see the bloopers from season eight, he's in like one of them. Yeah. And then like everyone around him after its words is kind of like looks a little like off. Like they're not laughing. They're just like, all right, let's just get yeah, this like, scene done. Yeah, I've read <laughs> I've read the same thing. Like he seemed to just kind of like wanted to get the work done and like wasn't yeah. he was just very much like about the script and about like Mm-hmm. You know that he wasn't big on improvising or any of that or any of that kind of like uh, environment. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's James Spader for you, big old guest star. Yeah, lots of great moments, but then also lots of clunkers where you're just like, all right, we don't. You could tell there was a little fatigue near the end of the season when they were not sure what to do with him, and they just kind of yeah. had him spiraling. Um, yeah. So you know, um, but yeah, that's it. Robert California, Bob Zakamakis. <laughs> Lizard King, number nine. What's number nine? My number nine is Kathy Bates. All right, so yeah, so she's so she's lower on my list. What's your number nine? My number nine is Timothy Olfant. Oh, okay. So he's not on my list. So let's let's hear it. Let's hear your reasoning. Why why do you like Timothy the Elephant? Timothy Elephant. Um, he okay. I really like. Um, well, I don't like the episode itself that he's introduced in. Like, I think that's a kind of a weird episode. The sting. Um, yeah, like where Meredith is in the office and there's a dude. You know, <laughs> but I do like this. The episode afterwards, um, the Halloween episode. That one's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, I, I don't know. It's just something about his like presence in the office is this like quote unquote hot guy. You know, it's kind of like funny. Cause he's like, Oh, it's a more attractive version of Andy or, you know, like, right. They're kind of like, it's right. Isn't that what they say? They like are talking about they're like the way, the way they talk about him is just really funny. Cause it's kind of like Amy Adams and hot girl. It's like that kind of feeling where it's like this other, you know, it's like the hot guy and it's in the office <laughs> yeah. now. So it's kind of funny. Um, but like just his whole thing with Pam, and their little history is kind of like it's pretty funny. I don't know. It's a he's just a good actor, and I think it just works. He works as as this other you know competitive uh, or competitor uh, salesman, mm-hmm. and um, you know I do like. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just him as an actor really works in this role. There's a few other actors that are guest stars on here that it's like maybe their their storyline isn't that great but it's just something about their presence as an actor on on screen you know in the show yeah um and their chemistry with with the other actors you know um so yeah so for me i i just think he's you know he works in that role of uh of kind of like this this guy who comes out of nowhere into the office and everyone's like Ooh, look at this guy! And then you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, and then he eventually becomes a traveling salesman, which then Michael realizes is actually Todd. You know, <laughs> so now he's got two traveling salesmen, which is pretty. Yeah, funny. and I also I do love that they make the joke about he looks like D- Josh Dumel. Um, right, right, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, um, so yeah, so and then he leaves, and then we don't really ever see him again. But you know, it's kind of a fun little. You know, kind of gives a little new flavor to the to the office for a few episodes. So. Yeah, well, thanks, Timothy. Um, 
All right. What's your number eight? My number eight is Christian Slater. Ooh. All right. He's not on my list, so let's hear it. Well, if you've ever wanted to taste the rainbow, here at Saber, you will. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like, have you ever yeah. tasted a rainbow? At Saber. At Saber, you will. You will. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it, the funniest part about that is is the 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 one moment that makes that scene hilarious is the zoom in on Michael's face and how happy he is when he sees Christian <laughs> Slater. Yeah, that right there is the funniest part of his cameo because he shows up and you're like, oh, it's Christian Slater. That's funny. And then all of a sudden it just zooms to Michael like he just <laughs> so saw like. Excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. So for me, that's why I think it's just that moment of Michael's face and his exuberance of, of like just very happy that Christian Slater is there on screen talking to him. Yeah. And later when Michael is like yeah. talking to Joe and he's like, can, yeah. can you bring Christian Slater back? Is he, he, he's back there. Cause he knows, he knows, he would know. <laughs> he would know. Uh, yeah. That was a so, funny, good, nice yep. little brief cameo. Very brief, but yeah. yeah. So my number eight is Ken Jong. And he is not on my list, so. Mm. Well, I I put Ken Jong at number eight because, you know, even though he wasn't uh, well known at the time, his performance as Bill, the uh, improv troop mate of Michael's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a really great performance, and it stands the test of time. And like I don't know, it's just like a very you know he's just in that one episode. Um, but I just always like, I just love that. He's just a, he's just a great, great actor and kind of an everyman. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool that that's like, you know, I mean, he's been in other stuff before, but that's sort of his, you know, big break in retrospect, yeah. right? He didn't. Cause he was probably a doctor yeah. still at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, I love his little line where they're like, he's like, where, where are you guys going? He's like, oh, well, we're just going to this party with, with friends that we, all of us mutually know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we're we this mutual friend that we all know different ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's so people. funny the way he says that. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. To make it, like, not an improv thing. That's so funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks, Ken Jong. Yeah. Got to see you back if there's ever a reunion show. Or no, he'll end up, that's what it'll be. It'll be like the Michael Scott, like him, like in uh, Colorado at the improv class. And then Ken Jong like ends up being there. And he's like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, okay. So number seven, right? We're on number seven? Yep. All right. My number seven is Tim Meadows. Oh, he's not on my list. All right. Man, so well, many good ones him. I left off. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing it, so we mm. get them all. Um, yeah, this is the episode where, um, you know, uh, Michael and Jan go and hang out. and uh, <laughs> Well, they have yeah. a meeting with a client. <laughs> they go and hang out. <laughs> it's, yeah, It exactly. is their first kiss that night. However, it started started out with the kiss. How did it end up like that? No, it started out with a business <laughs> meeting and it ended yeah. up with a kiss and then yeah. talking all night. Right. Cause I mean, at the beginning of the meeting, that's when he discovers that she's no longer Gould. Mm-hmm. No, no Gould. What happened to Gould? <laughs> Gabba Ghoul. 
Yeah, it's so... <laughs> so Tim, so Tim, wasn't he on SNL uh, yeah. already? Yeah, no, he's, he's, in, he's in a lot of good stuff. Um, he's, he's one of those actors that shows up in a lot of stuff that you're, you, you kind of don't... Like, you don't think of him as... He's kind of like a, like Todd Packer, like that actor, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's it's like the, that sometimes some of those actors, you kind of... that That's in the category of the actors. You kind of forget their names a lot of times because they're not headliners. But they're in a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how Tim Meadows is, is. He's just that guy who's in a lot of things that's just hilarious. He's just great. Anyways, uh, yeah, so num- what's your number seven? My number seven is Jack Black. Oh, okay. Not on your list, I'm guessing? No. Right. So, Jack Black. Um, Jack Black made it as number seven on my list because I have a soft spot for the man. You know, he, I like, I was a big fan of his before I started loving The Office um, and started watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also, like, this cameo of Jack Black Cloris Leachman and Jessica Alba was mm-hmm. like probably, you know, at the time, up until that point, it was the biggest cameo the show had ever done. Um, because, you know, the, the creators, like they really didn't want to do what was called stunt casting, which is when you bring in like a big star to garner, you know, more attention, um, yeah. which they ended up doing in the end with like Will Ferrell and James Spader <laughs> right. and Kathy Bates and all that. But like at the time when the show was still very much like based in that like sort of yeah. reality kind of like let the awkwardness play out. They're like, you know, we have this Super Bowl show and we got to uh, didn't the network like it was because NBC was hosting the Super Bowl. And so whenever oh, yeah. that happens, like they're able to, you know, promote their own shows and stuff for right afterwards. And they do big big episodes and stuff. And so they like, I guess the studio demanded the network demanded like a, a a big star cameo and they went big. I mean, yeah, Jack Black, Cloris Leishman, Jessica Alba. And it's this movie that Andy is, it's like, it's pretty shoehorned in the episode watching on his laptop. Like they're just watching it because he can download it illegally and they, want to watch it like why are they watching a movie at work like what is happening it's almost like the writers like like you're like you were saying they did they wanted as much as they could to not have like a guest star like yeah on screen like super obvious so they did it in the most because literally when i watch the episode i don't even think about them being in the episode yeah at all at all it's like a surprise every time (laughs) every time it just feels like just a movie that was shot as some joke but it doesn't feel like it's like they made that for the show you know yeah like it like what that's that's but that shows how good it is um but then it just blends in and you literally don't think about them as guest stars because of how like you said how shoehorned it is but in a good way to where it's like it doesn't feel quite as like, oh, Will Ferrell is a main character in this part, and we have to, like, you know, it's like, it just feels more like they are very much cameos and, like, doing their own thing. So it's it's cool. I like, it's very creative the way yeah. they do it. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's just a lot of funny little bits, you know, with Jack Black's character in the movie, like, yeah. leaving <laughs> his beautiful wife, Jessica Alba, for her grandmother. <laughs> And, they could, um, yeah, they, could, they wanted to get, uh, what, who did they want to get as the oh. mom, but then they couldn't get her. So they got the grandma. <laughs> yeah. I can't they remember either. But, um, yeah. So Jack Black, uh, definitely yeah. one of my favorites. Number seven. 
Nice, nice. All right, well, uh, let's go to number six. My number six is Mr. Randall Park as Fake Jim. Word. He's not on my list, so why don't you take it away, Adam? Word. So he <laughs> he basically, it's funny because there was an interview he had like a couple days ago or maybe a week ago where he said he forgot that he even did that. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. I saw that. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> it's really funny. Because people would be yelling Asian Jim at him. And he's like, what? Why do people? Is that like a, <laughs> is that like a new racist thing to yell at Asians? <laughs> and then he, and then like, I guess he, I can't remember what the article said, but he like yeah. remembered or like somebody told him like, it's probably because of the office. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, he's also on Fresh Off the Boat and WandaVision and he's like part of all these other like big, you know, like movies and franchises and yeah. stuff. So he's probably just at the point at this point where that was so like it's probably like Dakota Johnson forgets she's on the office sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were there for half a day. Yeah, like for to them it was literally nothing, but to us we see them on the screen uh, when we watch it over and over, you know. So yeah. it's like and memes and stuff and like Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially fake Jim. I think fake Jim is like even more of a meme than any like that's like one of those later season memes oh yeah know? totally yeah exactly so, you never see a meme of dakota johnson in the office <laughs> yeah like giving dwight like something to sign yeah. what that's <laughs> never happened ever <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah randall park i mean yeah just to kind of um to add to that yeah like he's another one of these very brief you know just appears in one scene but it's such a great performance. It's like very, again, very natural. Like the fact that he gets to be a part of a Dwight prank, like that's, that's kind of fun too. Right. I always, I always thought like this, like, cause, okay. So like when I first saw this, you know, you get the, the initial thing of like, well, like he's an actor, but like he still kisses Pam. I mean, it's just a little peck, but like, did they practice? Like, I know, like yeah. What's the story behind that? They're that good of friends to where they're like, yeah, they're cool. Like even with like family, for, for like or not family, but like just friend, coupley friends. You don't just like, kiss. yeah. Like it's like, it's just <laughs> it's hard to be. And that's the other thing is Pam's not an actor. Like what? How is she able to just kind of? So that's like kind of an interesting thing that I've always yeah. like kind of it, it breaks the suspension of disbelief for me just a little bit, right. The picture is probably the best part because the little Asian kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, and Dwight and just like Dwight's reaction to all of it, and yeah, it's so great. Yeah, it's like more about how they like yeah redid the picture and like you know his password and how he kind of looks up, looks back at, at him while he's like covering the the password. And just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely one of the best cold opens I think, which is uh you know I think it was in our top ten list or something of cold yeah. opens, but. Yeah, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is Idris Elba. All right, he's a little bit lower on my list, so. All right, we better wait, isn't it? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make sense. All right, uh, number like... five for me <laughs> is Evan Peters. He's not on my list, so mm. go for it. Well, at the time, he was just little old Evan Peters, and nobody knew who he was because. Ryan Murphy had not yet made American Horror Story. Yes. That's crazy, yeah. Because um, that was, what, like eight, nine seasons in? Yeah, now he's 
played all kinds <laughs> of crazy characters on that anthology uh, yeah. series, and he's been in uh, quite a few he's movies. Qu- Quicksilver, and you know, he made it this high on my list. He's number five on my list. He's in my top five. Um, wow. yeah. I think I think I just it's it's cool to see him as a young actor doing so well, and like it's this really narrow kind of like performance that he gives of like, you know, he's annoying. You're laughing at him. You're laughing (laughs) at his annoyance. But then like with, when like stuff goes South and like Michael starts spanking him, it's like a different kind of humor and like different kind of cringe. (laughs) And like, he just, he does so well. And then I always remember he's like crying as he runs out. Yeah. And and cusses at him. So funny. Yeah. It's just like, Beep this. Yeah, like I wonder what he had done prior to this. Um, yeah, like little thing, maybe short films or yeah. just like, or was that is for, yeah, it was like, because I wonder how many of these guest stars, you know, obviously a lot of them, like, you know, that the bigger actors, this is not their first one, but like some of these smaller ones, these smaller roles, you know? Yeah. Like, like how many of them, how many of them had their first small roles on the show, you know, or their first like, roles in Hollywood. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, okay, so cool. I guess we're on number 5 now, right? Yeah, that was my number 5. So what's yours? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh my number 5 is Will Ferrell as D'Angelo Vickers. <laughs> right. He did not make my list, so go take it away. Woo, man. Well, you know, um obviously it's funny cuz I've never never really liked Will Ferrell's comedy style I guess like I've never liked his movies um I like Anchorman a lot um and some of his SNL stuff but I don't, there's a lot of his stuff I don't I'm just not a fan of like semi-pro and yeah I never saw that uh, one actually yeah just uh, kind of his crazier movies or he's just all off the wall yeah um what about did you, you know, see but, kicking and screaming that one's pretty good <laughs> isn't that similar where he's like literally running from kids kicking the ball around and like he's like the coach and yeah yeah but it's like it's over the top it's i think it's a good balance of him being like a oh, regular okay. guy and like his because like his neighbor okay. is mike ditka like playing a version of himself got it so okay. it's it's just like a pretty different movie I th- i'd say that's one of his last like quality okay. comedy movies before because i think i like crazy. him yeah i like him better as like kind of as the the every man a little bit you know like mm-hmm. um uh, the other guys or something like that or get hard or you know well, that's no right. that's totally that's not well the the other guys he's not like an every man at all the, yeah he is he's got he's like the nerd right with the glasses and right it's like he's like a total goofy character and he's got like a hot wife and like well, yeah, but he okay. He's right. He's not the everyman, but he's not. Um, what I mean by that is he's not like the crazy over the top like he is in his other right. He's movies, not like, like Ricky Bobby or like right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, where he's just this crazy character who plays a sport. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I. He's hear like you. he's the guy with a suit who's kind of like Clark Kent, but you know. <laughs> um, so oh, okay. So back to D'Angelo and yeah. his role. I you know I like the way he's introduced. I like how he. The only time he's out of place to me, really, is the Michael episode, his last episode, because mm-hmm. I feel like he's he does just feel like he's the second. He, they even have a second plot with him and Andy, and I think that. Do you think that they have that to slightly foreshadow Andy being the boss by having Michael's last episode being alternated with this stuff with Will Ferrell and Andy going on the sale, and then Andy getting the sale basically. You think that's kind of like a hey guys, this is what we're probably gonna do, so get ready. But like a subtle, 
subtle version. They go on a sail and like he wants to go to the remember he wants to go to the pound and like look at dogs and oh yeah and then he, so oh it's my like get psyched yeah. get psyched yeah like so that whole episode seems like it's also about Andy's growth into like a, a leadership like sales position like all of a sudden like it seems you know because it's really not all about Michael he's not yeah he's not in the whole episode so yeah I, I guess I always just think about the little plot line of uh, D'Angelo like asking Andy to make jokes and like be the funny guy. And <laughs> yeah. I love that's that. That's like what the only thing I take away. That's from hot him. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, office yeah, funny that, guy. That's like one of my favorite scenes is when he's like, make, make me laugh. And he's like in the kitchen and he's just trying so hard. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eats the soap. And, but yeah. So no, why I mean, does the, he make your top five though? Okay. Um, because I do love the episode before, like the first episode he's in. Mm-hmm. Where he, uh, where him and Michael are kind of, you know, like playing around and kind of like friends and still like, but then they're at the end, they kind of fight. Oh, yeah. I do like, and I like how he's like, he goes up to Aaron, you know, like, oh, try saying it without your name. And, you know, like little things like that where he's trying to change things, you know? Yeah. Um, it, and to me, it's like, I, th- I just think there's enough good stuff happening within that to me to where it's like the only, the only time it bothers me is like I said, when Michael's leaving and he's kind of all over the episode, but it doesn't really bother me as much before that. And after that, you know, he went after Michael leaves, you know, I'd say that the episode right after Michael leaves is probably the weirdest in the whole show in terms of its tone. Yeah. Um, but it's not because of Will Ferrell. It's literally the way that the office is like the characters around him are. It's, it's not even, about Will Ferrell being weird, it's almost like the other actors are all like on something, you know? Yeah. Like, does it kind of seem like it seems like the lighting's different and the, the dialogue's different and it just seems really weird all of a sudden. Um, but then they kind of get back into it and they get, once they get to the search committee part and Will Ferrell leaves. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just something that's kind of a different, something different on the show for a little bit, you know? It's, uh, we, and I feel like he, you know, it's funny because, uh, there's probably other actors who could have done that role just as well, or if not better. But I just think it it works in terms of the uh, the placement of when it comes into the show. You know, uh, it's kind of an interesting transition that doesn't stick. You know, it's not like we. The the one thing I do wonder about though is that at the end of Michael's episode, you know, he's crazy. He acts that he grabs a cake like twice and throws it away and screams at the cake, and, <laughs> and they're like, oh no. And then the next episode, they're all trying to like suck up to him and get in on in the in the inner circle and it's like what yeah <laughs> you know it, it's like that's kind of weird how all of a sudden they don't care that he's like a psychopath or just like let's uh there is no inner circle <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> i hate that yeah episode. yeah yeah no i i agree like i think so i he didn't make my list because i didn't really like overall, the more I say it, the more like, I realize i'm like don't love him <laughs> yeah. but it's but like, i think what you said about it was all about that time in the mm-hmm. series because if you think about it, you know, it would have worked better if he had been in less episodes, if they right. had made him go into that coma or whatever sooner. Um, <laughs> because you're right. Like with Michael leaving, it's, it's like you have to do something to kind of distract from that. Right. To even yeah. if it's, even if it's stunt casting as bold as Will Ferrell, like, you know, it it did it definitely did a good job at at carrying the rest of the season through. Um, but I think 
they yeah, I think it would have been better if they had <laughs> essentially killed him off sooner and yeah. um like I don't know how they would have done that because the search committee was already a two parter. Um Right. Maybe the maybe the the second part of search committee could be like the penultimate episode and then like the finale right. could have been something else with Andy. I don't know, man. I think they did it. I think they just cut it a couple of episodes short, man. Just like, cause yeah. I, cause I agree with he you. Like the D'Angelo stuff, the, it, yeah. it goes downhill quickly. Um, the, Even him like in the Dundies episode where he's just screaming from that, like that Dundies. Yeah. And, from the, that like, Dundies! and then they get back and they have the moment where they're singing the song from rent or whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell's got to come in with his dumb, like acapella solo at the <laughs> end and ruin it. Yeah, because didn't we talk about that? Like, we're like, just keep him in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, it's yeah. such a great so, moment, and then he busts in. Yeah, but. yeah. So that that's the only thing about it, that it, sometimes he ruins, like, big moments in the show that should be more about the other characters. But whatever. I mean, it's not like in the finale of the entire show, we get kind of that we get that where we get no one getting interrupted and it's just the characters having their moments and it's kind of boring. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of like more interesting, I think to have it be the way it is. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do like, like if Michael just left and then everyone was just in the office alone and it was just weird and like that, that would have been okay, but it would have been kind of boring compared to how they have someone that they can bounce off of for an episode or two until they have the search committee. Cause I think that's when they get back into the real, the real show, so yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's number five, right? Did you say you're number five? I'm lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so my number, number four. four is Bob Odenkirk. Okay, he's a little little lower on my list in terms of uh, yeah, higher or whatever. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait. So, um, my number four is Andy Daly as Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> our best president. Now this is probably the one I regret most <laughs> leaving off my list. Um, he's not on my list, so yeah, go ahead and take it away. Um, well, uh, he he wears knickers and uh, pantaloons. <laughs> and uh, what, what is his real name? Um, Gordon. Like, Gordon. I'm hi. I'm Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. Cause uh, it's it's really funny because um, something about because I, I honestly the for years I didn't really know who he was like I, I like I'd seen Andy Daly as a person and as a you know celebrity and then but then I never put the two together like ever you know until yeah. just recently yeah yeah um, no I think it's because of the Ben Franklin costume like he's pretty you know he doesn't <laughs> quite in, until you've realize that it's him it's not obvious when you're just looking at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're right and then uh when dwight's like jim said that he's the real benjamin franklin but i don't believe him and he's like asking him all these questions yeah and he's a- answering all of them because he's an expert you know? <laughs> you know yeah i neither that's why i've been in- invented the bifocals no <laughs> yeah uh, he's such a great comedian and and yep. actor and I mean that definitely like he makes he kind of steals the show on that episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, hence why he gets the uh, the whole episode name. So. Nice. All right. All right. What's number your number three? three? It is uh, Idris Elba. Ah. 
Idris yeah. was my number six. So, okay, what what well, makes him so high on your list? I, you know, it's funny because even when this show aired, you know, I just loved the character. I had no clue who Idris Elba was, you know. Yeah. And now it's like I just know him as like an incredible actor, you know. Um, and so it's fun to see him in this just very laid back corporate role, you know. Um, and I also want to say, cause we didn't mention him in the corporate episode <laughs> and it drove me crazy that we haven't mentioned him yet. We haven't talked about Charles <laughs> minor. Yeah. So this is our chance to redeem ourselves and talk about Idris Elba as Charles minor. Um, minor. I hardly know her. <laughs> I love how that's his introduction because they're like, Charles minor is here. And then he says that and it's like, hello. Is he, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it just something about something about his. Um, yeah, because the first couple episodes, the first episode, you're just kind of like, who's this new guy? You're kind of annoyed by him a little bit and stuff. But it's fun. Though. It is because he is he's literally changing all these things, kind of like how Kathy Bate, Joe Bennett is. You know, the first time you see her and Michael's fighting it and stuff. Um, but it's just, I think it's just his consistent his consistency of tone of how he is as a person. He never really, you know, there's like a couple moments where he'll be like, all right, let's play some soccer, you know, but overall he's pretty much like just the boss, you know, yeah. very, very serious. Um, you know, he doesn't have, you know, but then he does have those moments of like where he's, you can tell he's a big soccer fan, you know, and, <laughs> and everyone's, Oh, well I like, uh, uh, and, and the Stanley's looking off the card. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. like, I get why they're all sucking up to him, but I don't get it with Will Ferrell. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> because not not just because he, he's in a corporate level and he's like more serious of a boss. And, but Will Ferrell, it's like he just everyone knows him as this crazy guy. So it just seemed weird that they right. would do that. But he's not anyways. cool like Charles Miner's cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. You know, he made it. He made it number six on my list because he. I like I totally agree with what you're saying about he's very even tempered. Um mm-hmm. he's he's very consistent and he really is just kind of like the boss, you know, he's much stricter than David Wallace. Um yeah. and he doesn't like Jim, which is hilarious. And <laughs> provides tux. like a night. Yeah, it's just like it's like a combination of like Jim was kind of wrong place, wrong time. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. really Jim's fault, but also it's like, even if you get the sense that even if Jim hadn't worn the tux that day, like even if yeah. it had just been like a regular gym day, um, something like, would have happened. Yeah, exactly. Like the yeah. first little thing, like he would not have found the prank funny. Like Michael always finds it funny. So, um, yeah. so yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, he's true. like such a great character, uh, really great actor. Um, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the wire, you got to get on that. Oh yeah. Uh, he's that's like, super good. That's like one of his big debuts, right? Like kind of like his big, like, yeah. Like drama debut. Or something. Oh yeah. Act- yeah. He plays Stringer Bell, yeah. one of the main, um, characters, uh, really good in that show. Um, yeah. He also and- plays in the show Luther, which I've never seen, but. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's like another show with him. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of I think that's all I have to say. But yeah, I think it is funny like um, how he is kind of very much like a the straight man uh, in a lot yeah. of the situations. I do like how um, you know uh, Michael when Michael leaves and he's you know when he goes off and he's you know uh, Hank's tanking him away. <laughs> Hank, you think Hank's gonna be loyal to you? <laughs> uh, but but then like he's like nope nope you're done 
you know, and then he walks away. And then, like, the same exact line that Michael says when Charles is leaving, like, seven episodes later or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a nice, it's kind of a cool little full circle yeah. thing, how they, how he kind of <laughs> tells him you're done, you know. And then they, and then you still see him at the corporate retreat. It's like, oh, it's nice you're getting a break from all that, from all the, all your breaks. Or, you know, when you're talking to Jay still like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the rundown, uh, he's like trying to find out the rundown thing. It kind of reminds me of the Seinfeld one where George is trying to find out his assignment from Wilhelm that he didn't hear in the bathroom. And he has to like <laughs> put all the pieces together to figure out the clues of his assignment without asking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so who is your number three? My number three is Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Well, she was on my list for a bit, but then I took her off my list. So why is she on your list? Well, she's my number three because I've always had a soft spot for Amy Adams. I think she's beautiful. She's a good actor. She's nice to look at. She's hot. <laughs> you said that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's like she's kind of the first guest star on the show. You know, I mean, yeah. again, at the time she wasn't um, she wasn't famous like she is now, but. Um, but yeah, she was in a few episodes and dated Jim for a while and was kind of a nice little recurring presence in the show for a while. Um, and, you know, it's like, to me, the reason she's so high on my list is not because it's like she herself is hilarious. I think it's because a lot of her, in season one, like, right, she's just in that one episode, Hot Girl. There's a, right. That's like a great example of the humor in season one. Um, just like the awkwardness of it, right? Like season one is a lot more sort of dry and awkward and um, right and, and compared to the other seasons. And so I just think her appearance and like her performance as essentially just this like hotter version of Pam. Um, Pam 2.0. Yeah, that everybody's like trying to get with. Um it just it, it provides for like a lot of really great Michael moments, and then on the flip side, in season two, when she's dating Jim, you know it it provides for some situations of tension, you know, with Jim's uh, thing with Pam. So um, A W E S O M. Right. Yeah. And like so. Yeah. I just think you know, even though she's not like the funniest of all these, like she's so yeah. high up because. She was she was the first, and she really was the hottest. She's the hottest, <laughs> and she's like the she really services like the plot and like yeah, just the show. Like I can't imagine the show without her because of her appearance in season one and in season two. Um, right. So she's my number three. I couldn't imagine the first season and the first half of season two without her, but I could probably imagine the rest of the show without her. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I'm just yeah. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> like, if she wasn't in those, uh, then it would be a weird, would, yeah. Like, what would they have, how would they have had the Jim Pam dynamic? And it would have just been a little different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, she was, uh, for me, she wasn't on my list. Mostly for the, I mean, like you were saying, I think for the reasons you were saying negatively, which is just she doesn't do a lot in terms of her actual performance, but she also, A, is, you know, has a great presence on screen, and B, is does a lot in terms of the plot subtly, you know, so, so like 
tiny little moments that you get of her and Jim that help kind of to to give you know so it's not just Jim deal you know just like like swooning over Pam who's been engaged it's like it finally gives a little bit of Pam jealousy yeah a- added to that you know so yeah so exactly. her impact is kind of on the show was good it's kind of like the Will Ferrell where it's not necessarily the performance or the actor it's just sometimes it it also can be just how it's put into it. But in this case, it is have to do with her because Amy Adams is awesome, but um, <laughs> she's way better than Will Ferrell. And then, so my number two is Kathy Bates as Joe Bennett. Right. She was my number nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, that's, uh, yeah, she just, I mean, hilarious. Like every, pretty much every scene she's in is, is gold. Um, in, in the show. And she, that's what I like about it is that she's spread out over a few seasons, you know? Um, so you get her coming in and out. Like she's kind of like the new David Wallace. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. her with, yeah. with her dogs and, um, <laughs> don't try to rat him. <laughs> a lot of people like to rat him. And then with, uh, with Gabe, you know, her like her <laughs> yeah. thing with Gabe is so funny. Yeah. And just, uh, so I don't want to be staring at your <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, Gabe at, Gay bastard. <laughs> like editing the audiobook. Um, yeah, just lots of great stuff with her. I think, um, like the same, the St. Patrick's Day episode, and yeah, where he in the, the one where Michael's like his books tickets to Florida to like visit her house, <laughs> <laughs> and just like her reaction to that, you know, and uh, and then and then the whole thing with the search committee, and she's like coming in and like reading all the applicants, you know, and talking to them, and it's like. Yeah, one billion, one billion units of paper, five billion units of paper. What is that? <laughs> like, or like, right? It's like he, she, like. <laughs> and then, like, when Dwight fires the gun, she's like, "That's a girl's weapon or something." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make it. That makes it embarrassing. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just think she just has some of the best lines and delivery and the added dogs thing. She always has two different dogs. Like every time she's there and <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're on to number one, right? No. Or do you have a number two? Uh, yeah. My number two is Josh Groban. Nice. Says Andy's brother, Walter, Walter Jr. Jr. Yeah. Well, Josh Groban, man. He's, he better exemplified the Walter name. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it when like singers are also funny actors. Um, right. It's just, right. yeah, it's just really funny. Like, I don't know. Like, whenever, you know, he's not in a lot of episodes, but, you know, he thinks that uh, that Jim and Meredith are... Bye, Pam. <laughs> yeah, he's so great. First it's, first it's Phyllis, and then it's, then it's Meredith. Yeah, yeah. And, like, him singing and playing guitar with Dad, and, like, yeah. the way he just sings in his Josh Groban voice, and, like... Right, like, he's like, no, no, I'm not going to sing, and then Meredith's like, well, cut your throat if you don't sing. He's like... Okay. So the way he does that, like, kind of, <laughs> and holds it out and, like, moves his mouth towards the mic, it, yeah. Right, and then he, like... And he just gets into it, like, perfectly in the perfect... Yeah, yeah. He's just such a I great... I wish we only knew. He's got such... Only words. Sorry, that's Andy's harmony. <laughs> he's got he's got such great comedic timing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I only wish we saw more of him. True, yeah, because we just get him in the boat after that, where he's, like, they, he just finds him in the boat yeah. uh, drinking and passed out. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then we never see really what happens with him after that. So lost at sea. 
Yeah, maybe Andy killed him. All right, number one. What's your number one? Mr. Robert Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Yeah, he was my number four. Okay, that's well, still pretty high. Those are, that's probably yeah. our most agreed upon, right? Well, yeah, we both had James Spader for 10. Well, the most in terms of like yeah. the highest on our list that we both kind of... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, because he was supposed to be... He was like auditioned for Michael Scott originally, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people knew that. But just seeing him in that role, like it makes you like wonder what would have been if if he would have been Michael Scott or if he would have... like. Maybe he could, it would have been kind of funny if he would have taken over for Michael in season seven because then it's like the same person, but they're like everyone would have kind of had to deal with him, like you know, because it's kind of like uh, it, it's like that thing where he's like a little different, but he's also kind of the exact same person. Yeah. So like you could see him getting hired, and then everyone's like, "What? Like really? All these different types of people <laughs> in the world? You hire someone who's exactly like our crazy boss from before, and that would have been kind of funny." Yeah. Yeah. But I I did like his, you know. Unfortunately, it's it's uh it's hindered by the end where they're like where Pam's like I don't want to move to Philly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. His his actual cameo is incredible. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. I so mean, so many good lines. Yeah, yeah. He's a different he's a different character than Michael Scott, and yet he's so similar. And <laughs> you know, we're kind of like just like Pam along for the ride on this crazy interview. And yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just really funny. And like, I I mean, I'm definitely glad Steve Carell was Michael, but you could see how, you know, he could have maybe made the show work if, if he had been cast. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh yeah. Does it? Sorry, David. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. That's so great. I forget he references that. Yeah. Uh, are, are these cameras going to be sticking around? Because I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice. like, I, I just, it's so funny. I mean, because, yeah. If you're going to, it's like if you're going to watch one episode, like, it's hard because, like I said, it's like out of context. Then when you also add the other, the ending, it's like this kind of really dramatic, you know, but that's kind of how every episode ended in season nine, mm-hmm. you know, where there was a lot of drama. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it was a nice kind of throw, nice that nice that they threw in this little, like, kind of like when Ricky Gervais shows up, but like a little even more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That's David Brent. Yeah, because uh, you always want that extra. You always want that Michael Scott character in the show, and I think that was what they. That's why they had that with Andy, and then in the night season they had a little bit more of that. Like, let's throw this Bob Odenkirk character in into the show, as as this Michaely kind of character because we don't haven't got that for a while, right? <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. Well, speaking of the good old David Brent, Ricky Gervais, he's my number one. Wow, with a bullet. With a bullet. Why with a bullet? Um, I don't know. I think that's just something from James Bond. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Ricky Gervais is my number one. Um, just because it's like, I mean, obviously. The original office, David Brent, right? It's like this nice little Easter egg, um, right? Where Michael Scott and David Brent are are meeting briefly, um, and it, you know, kind of surprised the universe didn't implode in that moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But like, 
Yeah, it's just such a great little scene. And then I know he's back uh, for the search committee. Doesn't he do like a Skype interview or something? Um, oh, yeah. And that's like way worse. Like, cause you, you think, you know, you like when you first see him, like the first time you ever see him, it's this funny, hilarious conversation with Michael. And then when you see him on the interview, you're like, oh, maybe he's going to get the job. And then he just butchers it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mainly that that scene where he meets Michael outside the elevator. That's oh yeah, just classic. so funny and like it just it's great. It just I wonder, you know, it just makes you wonder what um, what like a whole episode like that would have been like. Um, right. Probably it would have been like the the Simpsons Family Guy crossover where you get like <laughs> you know some characters like you know gr- coming over from a different from the the UK office and. Right, you know, Tim. For, for some little, yeah, they have to like, they're merging the branches, but they have to merge them from different countries. Or... <laughs> I don't we know. just acquired this uh, this English firm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that funny. So dumb. Oh man. So uh, yeah, man. Well, he's. I mean, and it kind it. of for me, it, it's also just a nice little nod to. Oh yeah, the original meta. creator. Um, yeah. Well, because Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are a big, they wrote, you know, some episodes and executive produced yeah. a lot of them. And, you know, so they, they've been part of the show, you know, for a while. So it's not like this separate thing that the U.S. just made. You know, it's like, thankfully, they've always had the input of Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Um. You know, and so, so yeah, it makes sense that he would be in it. I'm surprised he wasn't in it more or had a bigger role at some point. But I guess that was the point was they didn't want it. They wanted to have him be a cameo, but not a character. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. Yeah. But, and that's the other thing that I love that it is David Brent. It's not just Ricky Gervais doing some other character. It's, it's yeah, David yeah, Brent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kind of feels like in, like, Mad About You, how Ursula, like, Phoebe's, Phoebe's uh, twin sister is, like, a main character. Oh, is, like, yeah. A waitress. It's so weird. Because <laughs> then, like, there's also, like, a scene where, in Mad About You, where, Paul Reiser's character like bumps into Kramer or something (laughs) (laughs) and like Jerry. (laughs) Uh, And then there's like a, and in friends, there's also like uh, Helen Hunt's character is actually in friends because then they see Ursula or they see Phoebe and think it's Ursula. And then, yeah, I don't know if you ever remember seeing that episode, but they actually are like, Hey, it's us. And then she's like, "Uh, okay. Yeah. Vaguely. And then they're like, that's her. And then that was their only scene. But it was like, they think it's Ursula because that's who's their server at their bar. Yeah, yeah. Or their, like, restaurant. So, anyways, um, cameos and and, uh, guest stars. Always fun. Yeah, those were our favorites. Top ten. So, yeah, I mean, it is interesting, like, how some of these guest stars, uh, like, have their own characters. And other times, um, you know, it feels like they're – they're a bit like forced in the episode, you know. It feels like they're just kind of, they're just kind of stuck in there. And that is what you're saying. <laughs>